Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we have a very special <laughs> guest for this episode, Cody Ziegler. Wow. He brought his horns out. Coming in hot, folks. <laughs> How are you, Cody? I am great. I was telling Kate this before we walked up that this is literally the only thing I'm doing today. <laughs> yeah. and I, and I was so looking forward to it. Yeah. And getting out of the house to talk about comic books is like is low hanging fruit for me. It's the Love only it. reason yeah. that I can really be moved to leave right now. Yeah. It's the only home. reason we wake up in the morning, right? It, it really is. Like I woke up at 10. I was like, man, what I got to do? I got to be here at two o'clock. <laughs> so like six hours, I need to go ahead and get prepped. Like I just been thinking about it. And then I finally rolled over here. I was like, oh yes, this is dope. <laughs> okay. It. Yeah. Good. Thank you for doing that. Cause I know how tempting it can be to never do that. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Sorry. I had to, had to reschedule it from the first time. Oh, we no, don't care about that. Uh, we work as best possible with our guests. That's a okay. You know, Perfect. that's all the behind scenes yeah. stuff, you know? Give you guys a little peek out there at podcasts. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of like getting out for comic books, we're recording this right after Thanksgiving. And I really badly wanted to have the, because I, I have one Marvel book that I actually still like get the issues for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just canceled Spider-Man. Sorry, Nick Spencer, you just don't do it for me. <laughs> but <laughs> oh no! But um, I'm reading now the new Dan Slott Fantastic Four. How is it? I love it. Oh yeah! I'm just so happy that they're back. Um, yeah, they've they been gone, gone for, for like a, long, a year yeah. or so, and um, I wanted it for Thanksgiving because I was like, it's a family holiday. Got to read my favorite family. Yeah. And I drove the night before. That's cute. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't realize. That my comic book store was like had closed early the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, I borrowed sense. my girlfriend's card, got there, and I was like bummed out. And what? I was like, oh. Where's Secret Headquarters? Yeah, they were close. I mean, they they should close yeah. early. Yeah. Why, why are they open to please me? I had that thought a lot. You're like, why are you guys close? I want this thing now. <laughs> Give it to me. Exactly. So, but then I got it the next day. And I read it. Now I'm caught up with like the three issues. I need and, to get back into that stuff. I've been out of like the single, like the traditional, like I need to catch up each week of this episode time. or this this uh issue. Yeah. Like I stopped when they killed off the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Oh, I just right. haven't had time to pick back up to get into it. This yeah, so and much, they shuffled man. it all up. It's yeah. in like an insurmountable mount like mount insurmountable mountain yeah. of stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. so much. It's like it's hard to keep up with. I I've gotten to the point where I just choose not to be caught up. It's like television where I was essentially oh. like, I don't need to be part of every conversation yeah, yeah. about every show. I'll yeah. just pick and choose when I go. And with Marvel similar, like I just now either writers that I want to read mm-hmm. have a run. I'll read that. Or if I can catch it enough at number one and it's yeah. something I'm interested in, like this fantastic four, I was like, great. I can start at number one. Cause it's coming back. Great. I'll hold on to it until I absolutely dislike it, but yeah. I love it so far. But we'll see. You know what I mean? But I there's too much to keep up with. Yeah, dude. And there is so much content out there, like like comic book and graphic novel wise. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I'm on Tumblr or something else, it's like, oh, that looks insane. Like I yeah. want to track that down. Yeah. That's not even counting like Japanese shit that's popping off all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet. What are you what is your like comics situation right now? Like are you reading? Uh, it's anything very or? it's like it's like I'll pick up like I started reading Descendant. One of my buddies turned me on to that. Cool. I like that. Um Obviously, just gotten back into Hellboy. I'm pretty, like, I'll go, like, almost, like, a year without reading something. Yeah. Then I'll get really into it again. 
Um, I like the idea of there being like a beginning, middle, and end to a story. Like it's not gonna have to like spread it out over mm-hmm. like twenty four issues. You can be like, hey, we got this wrapped up in eight, baby. Like, yeah, we're in and out. Yeah, because like, that's all the amount of time. Y'all is like now. the best for that. Where it's like he gives you like a nice little package, and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to like really. I mean, you can like there's longer storylines and shit, but like mm. that's the best. For I like that. this. Like this is why I've been really digging like Hellboy. Not to get ahead, but like yeah, I forgot like because maybe maybe I don't know if it gets uh, more. Um, more narrative based as it gets along in the series. But like these first couple of like paperbacks are just like, Oh, great. This story is like five pages. <laughs> I'm in and out. I get like, I, I, it's, they're also very dense and they feel so much older than they actually are. So like, yeah. it feels like the world is really well built. And I'm just like creatively satisfied in like 15 minutes. And then can go back to like having to work or whatever I'm doing. hundred percent. Totally. The and they end up being part of a bigger whole, but they are, they can be digested. Uh, um, on their own, yeah. which is nice. And I think, I think it's a really a testament to Mignola and his world building. Plus we've mentioned it before. And our, our listeners have also mentioned it. it's a literally, you have to give good, good credit to like Scott Alley. Yeah. I think he's allowed Mignola to do that, to be like, great, we're going to keep expanding it and we can do these smaller ones, but it's all going to be very well threaded. Yeah. So yeah, it's very cool. He always thanks his editor too, like, He's like, Scott made me, you know, stopped me from doing this bad decision or helped me make this good <laughs> yeah. decision. So it's like, it's cool just to have him acknowledge this, like other part of, other parts of his team and stuff there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he feels. I've really fallen hard for Mike Mignola on this <laughs> podcast. I'm with sure. you. Yeah. He doesn't, he's very egoless, I think, for as sure. a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, even the fact that like, maybe like we haven't gotten to the movies yet, but everything you read, it's like. He's even though he might have not been fully satisfied with Guillermo's like vision as a whole, mm. he's very like grateful for what it was. He like you know what I mean. He's yeah, not yeah, yeah. he's not disparaging of it. He mm. just like and he said that about some of his animated versions of Hellboy yeah. as well. I can see that too because they're both so uh, fantastical. Uh, yeah. Guillermo and and uh, my and I say Mike like I know him, but. You know what I'm saying? It's like, easier than saying than mispronouncing yeah. his last name, which we did. That's for exactly the first why I did yeah. say his last yeah. name because yeah. I've read it for years, but I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. Because they both have those very dense, um, world built like built on fairy tales and stuff, and I think they both approach it from vastly different sources yeah. or different angles. Yeah. Uh, even just like looking at Guillermo's like house, like his bleak house, like it's it's it looks like it's part of the uh of uh what's the what's the organization that he that he's part of the B. BPRD. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of the houses from, yeah, from that. So like, it, it, I can <laughs> just understand. Just densely full of He's like artifacts, full of, like, and, artifacts yes. and fairies and like drawings. That, yeah, he is yeah. Professor Broom <laughs> in real life. Yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro, yeah. It's just instead of like artifacts gathered from around the world from like sites yeah. like our like old ancient sites they're just like he's found old movie memorabilia <laughs> and filled his house full of it. Yeah. Like he probably it's probably creepy as hell to walk through that house at night. <laughs> oh yeah, like I've seen pictures and stuff, and like he has that giant, the demon dog from the first Hobo movie. Hobo movie, just like yeah. that's the first thing you see when you walk in the house. You're like, great, yeah. that's nice. in his home. I know, I knew that shit was at like the like Lacma did. Uh, yeah, that collection. Did you yeah. see that? No, I I oh, missed it by like a day. Like I, I, I showed up there Sus. once, and I was in line, and like it sold out. You got to come back tomorrow, and it came back the next week, and it was over. Oh man, it's yeah, a bummer, heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, we gotta just. Break into this man's house and see <laughs> yeah. what he has to yeah. yeah, let us in, Guillermo. <laughs> yeah. Let us in. No, I feel I don't know. Well, Never that's, mind. I rescind I, it. Right? 
Nothing. We're breaking in. <laughs> We're breaking it's in. It's a heist. You hear that, Guillermo? We're not going to steal anything. It's just a heist to get in and look around. <laughs> yeah, I just want to take some stuff for the Instagram. That's all that I need. Can we get those likes, baby? Hell yeah. Uh, so, Cody, tell our audience, though, a little bit about you. I know we jumped right into the comic book stuff. Yeah. But where do you come from? So what brings I'm, you here? Uh, I'll give you, like, my tr- like the, the truncated, like, nerd um, biography. So, like, from what's going on originally, and my f- first job that I had when I was, like, out of high school's work was delivering for this Chinese restaurant um, called China Walk. Shout out. And like, it was in this, like this little like <laughs> crappy, it. like shopping center, but like literally the door next door, what like the shop next door was a comic book shop. So like I'd go out, get my tips and then immediately spend it on like comic books. <laughs> like, so I got to the point where like the guy like knew me and stuff. So he'd give me like free comic books every now and then. But That's like, awesome. I swear I first got into like preacher. That's when I first got into like, the overall like superhero like marvel like i think the first thing i read was like world war hulk was like the first thing that i read nice i got that's into awesome. that and then like i my, my mind was just blown so i was like all right i'm going to be like that's the thing that i'm going to do now it's like yeah in between orders i'm going to read comic books or manga or whatever and then like that's just sort of like the deep dive like the golden gate that opened up into like the greater world of like nerdum like <laughs> in college i uh i oh well, i mean it's the statue of limitations are over like i uh i found this thing on the pirate bay which was like Every single issue whoop, whoop, whoop. of uh, Deadpool that he ever appeared in, and like his own issues, Whoa. then I found That's every single thing that had been released in the Marvel Ultimate Universe up until then. So like, I downloaded that, and I downloaded like Fear Agent. I got into like um, The Walking Dead, and I had like all these issues that I would just read throughout the semesters while I was in undergrad. Like that's where I really did a deep dive into like comic book shit. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love it was, that. It was great. Like I have a hard drive that's just full of all that old stuff. Like that's where I found out a lot of like dope stuff on Tumblr. Like you would like back in the day, like you would just like type in the artist. Yeah, like they would pop up, but then like a bunch of like you know similar artists would pop up, and like I just found out a bunch of like dope Japanese stuff from that. Like um, like that's when I first got into like Akira, like the actual like manga and not like yeah. the, the movie and like yeah. found, like that whole dude's. Cause it goes on like super long after that. Right. I haven't read, like I've only seen the movie and had not read any of the manga or anything, but it's like, it goes on for years. After yeah. That yeah. Movie, like right? the, the, like the movie is like maybe like the first half of the actual story in the comic books. And then oh. the comic books does like the actual aftermath. Like what happens when like you restart the world and like, what's the civilization civilization like for those kids that are trapped on that? Like, fucked up neo tokyo yeah right? yeah you're like oh my god like i want to see this movie that shit's cool yeah have you ever read hard boiled yes i uh, yeah oh, okay cool yeah that, like i feel like akira always makes me think of that like just yeah what's the, the artist's like, name like madness Frank, of it I uh, Kate will find it yeah that, she's quick she's quick on that she's that quick Google. on the keyboards always googling here yeah like that was one of the first stories i read where um so let me backtrack a little bit like the first comic book i ever got was an issue of like I think it was like Spawn three or four because my dad was a big comic me book and guy. you were we started about the same oh like, hell yeah other than like the comic books my brother would share for me then his like box that really he wouldn't let me touch ever yeah <laughs> and then he like discarded ones the ones I got in were Spawn yeah I remember my first three comic books so my dad was a comic kind of a comic guy like he would take me to like comic cons and stuff whoa I remember the first time <laughs> I remember my, I remember I have a very vivid memory of like Lou Ferrigno. Um, charging like 25 bucks to get a picture of, of him. And my dad was like, you don't need to get a picture of this guy. Like, I remember my dad openly <laughs> roasting Lou Ferrigno for charging. But the first three comic books I got were like Spawn number three and four. Uh, this like random Jurassic Park comic book with like raptors were like loose on an island. And then I awesome. had a copy of, I think it was like The Max. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the big purple brilliant. dude with yeah, the like, Sam, middle finger. Uh, Sam Neill? Was that who it is? I can't remember. Oh my God, what is know. his name? I hope I just well, said Hard his name Boyle right. Well, Hardboiled was written by Frank Miller and drawn by Geoff Darrow. Jeff Darrow? Jeff Darrow? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. And then 
the fuck? Was Jeff that? Darrow. It's like, Jeff Darrow. Because he just he's now doing Shaolin Cowboy. Oh, yeah, he has like those super detailed artwork. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, I remember that. I remember um, like they would have those like full spreads of just like insanity going on, like a car being blown up in like a like a downtown city, and like everything is like all detailed and stuff. Yeah, it was hardball. to me. Yeah. I always associate that art, and even though this this is not even equal to but Jeff Darrell for me for some reason feels like reading an a where's Waldo with a narrative <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah where you're like so. yeah. I know I'm following this thing yeah. but there's so much going on it's fucking on. dense it's a lot of information <laughs> yeah, yeah it's crazy like it's intimidating to even look at it, to be like wow like this it makes comics seem like daunting it, it, yeah it like elevates it so highly it's yeah it's really crazy Oh, that's cool yeah. though. Yeah, that was like that's, that's like the, the 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 five minute like elevator pitch of my my nerddom, and then it's just been spread out to like video games and like yeah cartoons and shit like everyone else out here in the comedy scene. What know? manga are you reading right now? Like what? Uh, I haven't read one in a while. Like I have this thing where like I don't know if it's just uh, cultural differences, but I feel like a lot of like the manga that that I guess is geared towards like teenagers is so childish like yeah there's a lot of like that stupid like tit bounce stuff and like yeah all the perv stuff that it just takes me out of it so so much like i was reading a couple of issues of this thing called um the seven deadly sins it was like it's okay comic book whatever but like the main character is like his whole thing is that he's a pervy guy like he always grabs the main character's boobs and like i just couldn't such a huge trope and like yeah i don't know where it came from and i don't know why i I don't know like culturally what the thing is like where maybe people aren't as vocal about it being like a weird creepy sexual salty thing or like what the deal is like i don't want to speak on it but it it, like i read a little bit of that and like i just couldn't finish it because of that quality but like i liked the characters that were like fighting and stuff like the choreography is always super cool. And of course like Dragon Ball, yeah. actually Dragon Ball super. Like I've been reading that pretty, pretty much since it's dropped like manga wise, like That's I'll still cool. come out for that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that still has a pervy character in it. The old man, right? Yeah. The luckily they, yeah. he's a, not in it that much. Luckily like this uh, round, like he's sort of been written out, but even that's just still, master Roshi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was always gross to Bulma. Wow. This is all flooding back to me. Yeah. Now. It's so. Weird. I do <laughs> think my brother went on. I'm. I grew up Mormon, and my brother went. My oldest brother went on a mission to Japan. Yeah. Um. That was sort of my first introduction to man- uh, manga. 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 Yell at me, listeners. But he told me that's really comes from that culture. Mm. So the businessman, and I think this has been portrayed in movies and stuff as well. A little bit and even lost in translation, I think, is the culture there's really is if you're a businessman and in Japanese this could have changed by then, yeah. by the way. By the way, this is this is outdated knowledge of right. This is just yeah. what a little I know. He said the businessmen would just not come home. That was just culturally accepted where you would start a family, then you would just leave them and they like instead of going home after work, yeah, they'd just go out. And it's that would be party. like partying or like drink mm. drinking strip clubs whatever yeah that culturally they would use it was really weird i mean mm. and if you look into it though japan has a weird history and it's a very fascinating history so culturally it's sort of stunted at times mm. and then it goes forward yeah it's because it's gone through a bunch of uh identity crises like every like a couple of years mm. due to like culturally Edo's period changing because of rulers then the 
Then it was going through a culture change. Then World War II happened and America invaded it. That caused another mm. weird identity crisis to occur because yeah. of our occupation. Yeah, yeah. It's and like hardcore history now, dude. Yeah. I wish. I wish I was that intelligent. <laughs> and I quote. I, well, yeah. I, I, and it's only because I know a little bit about <laughs> this is because I love Japanese <laughs> cinema yeah, a, yeah. in a certain era. Yeah. Um, and I read like the first, because it's the only cinema that's like as old as American Oh yeah, or as yeah, young yeah. It has a hundred years yeah, under it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very fascinating. Yeah, but because they've gone through so many culture changes, the cinema's really like very unique in that way too. Yeah, like especially those like Japanese new wave films were like they're like the French new wave, but like dialed up to ten. Like yeah, they're like <laughs> running through the streets, listening to bebop, like beating up people in the streets and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, if anyone, if uh, this is not this is sort of tangential, but this is film called The Warped Ones. The Warped Ones? Um, check it out. It's one of my favorite films. It's like this Japanese new wave film. I'm going to check it out. It is so good. It's made, it was made in like maybe like the early 60s and like everything is set to like this crazy bebop soundtrack. So it had like this frantic energy and it follows these uh, like these three delinquents and like there's this one scene where the main delinquent goes to like an art gallery and he just has a freak out. He's just like, he's like laughing manically, like tearing down the artwork and shit. Like I, I don't know what the subtext is because like I don't know what's going on culture at the time. Yeah, but there's something there, and it was one of my it's one of my favorite moments in like cinema. Like just I watching watch this guy it, like, let loose in like an art gallery, freaking out the bourgeoisie. Awesome, I love that. I mean, yeah, yeah like even if like that translates, right? It's like yeah. regardless of like the other like cultural subtext, it's like oh, this resonates with me on yeah, some yeah, level. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. That's really great. That's amazing. I'm definitely gonna watch that. I yeah, this find looks that. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Google. Bring it back. Cool, you have the, you're you're a nerd. Yeah, I love it. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> uh, so, when did you first pick up Hellboy? What's your history and when like, relationship was, with him? When I was working at that uh, delivery job, like, because I I didn't know anything much about comics outside of those three that I had as a kid. Like, I knew Hellboy from like the movies, and I knew that it was based off a comic book, but like, I didn't know where to start. So I just walked in one day. It's like, hey. Like I didn't see any like single issues of Airboy of Hellboys. Like, what should I do? He's like, hey, just pick up this trade paperback. Like, you can pretty much start wherever because it's, at this point there wasn't like a real like like thousand thousand foot view like narrative. It's like yeah, these are sort of compartmentalized and you can sort of digest it. And if you like it, you can come back in and buy some more. Sweet. So I bought. I can't remember. I can't remember which one I texted you that I bought, but um, uh, I bought it and like I read it and like I think it was like. One of the weird tales. Yeah. It, it was, was one that was very short story yeah. driven instead of like one of the main storylines. If I can remember, I, I don't have my phone right. Yeah. I, I picked up my phone distinctly, <laughs> but then I remember that I have it on Do Not Disturb, so I can't look it up. But yeah. I, I, remember, I remember one being hit by like just the stories were like just in and out, super fast, super shotgun, super fire. But also they were so dense. Like everything felt like a complete mill. Like, all the narrative felt, I mean, maybe because they were also based off like a bunch of different stories and like fairy mm -hmm. tales and stuff, but yeah. like everything felt like every part of the animal felt used. Like for sure. the shortest story could be like six pages, but it felt so timeless, almost like, um, like seven samurai feels like a very timeless tale. Like reading those stories felt timeless in the fact that like everything, it felt uh, like, you know, here's the story, here's the adventure, Hellboy goes on the adventure here's the dragon or the demon or whatever he faces and then it's over and here's the lesson learned or here's like the little subtext at the end, like the little button to end the story. And I remember that really resonating with me being able to get out so much information in such a short amount of time. Also being a character that is so bizarre, like a, a demon guy that wears a trench coat with a giant stick shooter and a <laughs> yeah, giant yeah. Like, rock arm, <laughs> like being able to like take that fantastical thing, but also 
married with the story, then also giving all those things like a heart at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, just like struck me as such a unique approach to like storytelling. And that's before I could even like digest what like. Yeah. That's were like unconsciously right. thing. Yeah. You're like, it's, have that in your mind. Right. Yeah, it is like me, like an 18 year old kid being stoned in the back of a Chinese right. restaurant. Like, There's something here. Like, I, I don't like know what this. it is, but like, it's deep. He's saying some stuff. He's Mike's really preaching right now. But honestly though, that's like, that's absolutely it. Especially like, uh, like I, I think we've said this before on the podcast, but like when I fr- initially saw him, I was like, Oh, this is like some Lobo, like, like yeah. cigar chomping. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I, I know what this is already, but like, no way. Like it's, he's so much more developed and like human than those characters. And like, to have that in that time, like when there was so, you know, like Spawn has like guns on top of his guns <laughs> yeah. and shit. Like it must have been, I, I don't know. Like I, I, w- I almost wish I could like have somebody who was like super into it at the time, like somebody like, who was just yeah. a little older at the time. Give it that sort of like perspective. Like this was what was mm-hmm. going on at the time. This was like the tradition of like a traditional comic book. Yeah. Everyone had muscles and pouches and here's. Yeah. 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 yeah so many pouches, yeah. like pouches Cyclops has pouches. <laughs> I had that thought when I was reading that pancake story in the, in the, the first one. Yeah. Like, it's like super simple. Also super funny. Yeah. And like the idea of like that coming out around the same time as like cable number four. <laughs> right. yeah. like, I try to imagine like, like the, like the guy that walks into the comic book shop, like, uh, do you want this, this, or this? Like, I want the story with the, the demon eats pancakes. The little baby yeah, demon comes like, in. Yeah. Okay, nerd. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It is great. Um, pancakes. That being said, I do like pager. big pictures yeah. of must like muscly, chromy, crazy shit is also like For appealing sure. on some level. Uh, Rob Liefeld has his place in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. No we would shade, not yeah. have certain things without his insanity and without his poor yeah. lack of in- inability to draw feet. Look, like, Deadpool yeah. is one of my favorite comic book characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you gotta like get. There's a place for it. There's a place for it for sure. You wouldn't have image. There's so much without him having his ability, his tu- his his place and his touch on the comic book culture. It yeah. is weird how like the internet can just. Turn something that was so influential into like a like a a, a punching back like a joke. <laughs> yeah, like Rob Liefeld sucks, but then you're like, he's created so many things that like yeah. still bring me joy to this day. Right, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing fine wherever he is. He's probably just like <laughs> yeah. I follow oh, on Instagram. Really he's like doing him. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's, from the pictures, at least he's doing great. He sleeps at night. He's good. <laughs> like I think, yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure those Hellboy, I mean, those Deadpool movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's celebrating him. Yeah, he's getting a nice chunk of change. And he created yeah. Cable, right? He also yeah, created Cable. Yeah, I think cable. he created all those, like, like, yeah, he created Cable, he created Deadpool, and... And Cable changed X-Men. Yeah. The introduction of fucking Cable changed the way you looked at telling an X, like an X-Men story. Yeah. Scott Summers became cool when he had Cable. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, he has a cool future ahead of him (laughs) and all this shit. And we got time travel introduced and all that, right? I mean, time travel came a little earlier with Chris Claremont, so you don't need to yell at me, listeners. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Yeah, go your toes at all times when talking about comic books. You don't want to get anything. But we welcome it. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's great, Cody. Um, We're glad glad to have you here. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad for coming by. Um, Do you want to... Um, introduce us to the story we're gonna um, read yeah, yeah. today, Kate. All right, so we're looking at a story called "The Nature of the Beast," uh, written and illustrated by Mike Mignola, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Pat Brousseau, edited by Scott Alley, and it was originally published in the Dark Horse Presents number one fifty one, uh, February two thousand. Um, 
but is also available in the trade paperback Hellboy Volume 4, The Right Hand of Doom, and the Omnibus Edition. You know, you guys got Google too. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's another story that was originally black and white. I, yeah. I wish I could get hold of those. That, man. I bet this would have looked fantastic in black and white. It looks great now in color. Right. Yeah. But like in black and white, I bet it would have looked fantastic. Yeah. And it's just, God, I wish, I don't know if they have those out there, to be honest. I have never researched to see if they have like, you know, like sometimes they it. release, like the most recently they released Batman, the master race in like just a black and white. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't pick it up, um, but I liked that run of that story, but I would love to see them do that with Hellboy. That'd Seems like cool. a good cash grab. Isn't yeah. bat ma- there's like bat manga, isn't there? Have you ever read that? No, I've read some of like the Marvel manga stuff. Yeah, is yeah. it any good? Uh, I feel like it was like American <laughs> people trying to make a Japanese thing that looked American, so it got Bummer. a little bit lost. But yeah, it's goofy and funny. Like especially um, whenever they have like robot people, like robots that are in, like those are super fun. Uh, <laughs> this is very tangential, but. Just basing off of that, did anyone read the um the uh the Spider Verse that happened a couple of that Spider Verse run that happened a couple of years ago? I did not, I know what you're talking about, but I never read it because well, I sadly have never like kept up with Spider Man. I I dip in and out, but I read it because it looked like a clusterfuck and there's just a ton of different characters. But right. they have the uh, Japanese Spider Man that pops up in, in one part of it, and like he speaks in Japanese, but like they have like the subtitles and like he yeah. has like. Is sort of like I am the emissary of hell or whatever. He has like a giant <laughs> robot that appears. And I remember reading that and being like, if they made a run of this, j- just a Japanese Spider-Man comic book, yeah, I would buy every single every thing that popped up. That's issue. amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I think I don't know if I'm somebody will have to correct me on this, but I feel like there there was a live action old like 60s or 70s live action Spider-Man here in America, but I oh, think yeah. Japan might have beaten them too. To that, I'd have to do the research, but there was like a what you're saying yeah, is yeah, yeah. a Japanese live action Spider Man. It was just I don't even know if they had the rights. I know I it only from history, but I've seen yeah, images. I, only, I don't it mainly for gifts and yeah. seeing like yeah. random parts of him like just doing like katas and stuff in the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that is insane because it's like <laughs> I love like overseas stuff because they don't they don't have like the same copyright laws as us. Yeah, like I've the, just tur- seen the people- Turkish Batman and, and Spider Man or whatever that like killed as a grub all just running yeah. around. It's insane, and I love it. I love Love that stuff. It's great. <laughs> um, any other facts or anything about uh, well, the nature of the beast? Just a little like blurb from Mignola in the opening, uh, like in the like the omnibus version. Um, he kind of mentions that this was one of the first Hellboy stories that he thought of back in like '94, and he didn't get around to putting it on paper till '99, and that it was built around a sixth-century English folktale about Saint Leonard the Hermit. Who, like, I guess the folktale involves the blood falling on the ground and the lilies popping up. Love that. Yeah. So that is like the kind of like kernel of a folktale, not truth, but mm-hmm. of a folktale that already exists. Like how you were saying, they have yeah. like, like it's kind of entrenched in all this real folklore that really fleshes it out. So that's what that is. That's a real deal. Yeah. That's, that's like what he says folktale. here. Is he says, the lilies are supposedly still there halfway between Horsham, Horsham I don't know how to, and then Peas Pottage. In West Sussex. That's the most English bunch of words I ever saw. Yeah. (laughs) And I am bad at pronouncing stuff that I just immediately read. No, that's good. I think you you did it a-okay. Great. Uh, That seems good. We get seven emails to be like, you can't actually. (laughs) Oh, we will. Uh, Which uh, we appreciate and enjoy. Oh, 100%. I love your emails. Send them. (laughs) Yeah, please send them in. 
Um, but I love that. That is cool that that's a thing. Yeah. Maybe one day the podcast will visit there. Oh. oh <laughs> fly oh, us man. out. Yeah, fly us out. <laughs> Someday England will get it together and <laughs> yeah. see all we've done for them. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll jump right into the nature of the beast. <laughs> hey, do you like Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like Christmas movies, good or bad? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? Yes. Do you want a podcast that reviews awesome Christmas movies that a lot of people think that are bad? Yes! Well, Ross, you're you're in this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you're co-hosting this podcast with me, Jackie. <gasps> Let's do it! And we have special guests. It's called Most Wonderful Pod of the Year, brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, I love it. So you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going right now. Here's my phone. Merry Christmas. Let's oh, ring in the holiday. Welcome back to Ah oh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast with me, your host, Mark David Christensen, and... Me, Kate Thompson. And our guest, Cody Ziegler. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump right into the story we're discussing for this episode, The Nature of the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this cool, like, <laughs> as he'll do, like, he'll do these kind of like little uh, establishing panels, kind of like with a, it's like the overture or something like it has a theme and the this is no exception. We have like the lilies right off the bat and we'll see those kind of throughout the story. The Nature of the Beast, this huge title, England, 1954. Scary, like, red skull on a black field, like, looking sign that's a little ominous. The Osiris Club. Yeah, it's, I love that. I love this image, but it's really funny, like, a secret society just blatantly putting a skull up outside <laughs> of their, yeah. like, headquarters. It might as well be like, shh, like, say that really. Yeah, the yeah. shh in. <laughs> the shh in. Uh, the Osiris Club. <laughs> and we see that there are, like, there are cars, and it's a secret society, so I assume rich old White guys are in here, and here they are. They're in the very next panel, and then <laughs> they are which rich and white. <laughs> um, they're welcoming Hellboy in. They're saying like Trevor Broom invited, uh, you know, told us all about you. And then we see Hellboy like already in the conversation. You know, he like Mignola like kind of throws you right in immediately. Really going getting a lot of mileage out of only three panels. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Telling you everything you need to know with like the first line of dialogue. Dude, he's so like, like, not like it's it's. He's it's like dense, you know, it's like uh I don't know, he gets right to the point. I can't fucking do it. I mean, it. minimalist is what That's, everybody see, it's calls him. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I think minimalist is the go-to to describe him. Yeah. But it almost feels that doesn't really hit it as completely accurate. It makes it for sound him. like he's not doing a lot, but he's doing so much with so with, like so frugally. Like he does it like really efficiently. Yes. Yeah, it's efficient, efficient and practical. Yeah. And, and like, I love yeah. Hellboy's response to them saying this because he's just, well, you got me beat because he didn't tell me much about you guys. Yeah. Like he's like, I just showed up because <laughs> let's me and the reader get a little exposition yeah. here, please. <laughs> yeah. And then uh yeah, so like, do you tell you to trust us and I do what we say? Yeah. Um, that's all you need to know about us. So yeah, he they're just like keeping their secret society secret. They let Hellboy know that he has to slay a dragon. And then a little Which flip to the next page. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's not, you he know. He thought he was, like, showing up to maybe fight something. He's yeah. been like, like uh, let me deal with a ghost or a ghool. Right. For I've, these I've old punched men. a lot of, like, other demons in the face. You know, it's probably one of them. And then, yeah, he's going to get a dragon in here. They give him a little bit of back, like, a little bit of fleshing out with that um, uh, fairy, t- like, the kind of, like, 
folk tale that yeah this is also like one of my about. favorite parts where like they're just like you're really diving into like the folk i didn't know it was a folklore but it makes sense now because yeah it's, it's so like it's one of the things where like it's just short enough but also just detailed enough to make it seem like it was a real lived in thing even though i guess dragons don't exist but you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah, yeah. it feels 100%. like it feels like there's history to what they're saying for and sure having you tell me that it's based off of folklore now it makes total sense yeah and it also like kind of adds to it especially like in this one like the circumstances of hellboy finding stuff out and being a detective and stuff like it would make sense that there's only like little bits of information yeah like it's such a it's such a smart kind of like figure to have relay these stories because then you don't have to be really burdened with like crazy ass backstory or yeah, like yeah. a ton of stuff like that so yeah, he's able to just like fit in half a page, basically the entire backstory of what we're gonna see for for today for Hellboy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really cool. And then yeah, so they just tell of a monk who went in, slayed the dragon, um, and wherever his blood fell on this in this like area in this like forest, some lilies grew. Um, I love this line, like, and because of the nature of the place and the nature of the man, wherever his blood fell, lilies grew. So like. Because he was like a super holy guy yeah. and the place is super magical. Like that's why it happens. Reminds me, it's like, it seems very Miyazakian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Very much like, it's like, this is just a mystical kind of place. Yeah. Like, it, and it's right there too. Like, God, I want this shit to be a film. I know, dude. Oh, I'm like beautiful. jazzed for this fucking movie because Mignola has been saying like, oh, it's closer to the comic. And I'm like, just excited. I want a little bit see. of whimsy in and like Hellboy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like movie. whimsy. I think Guillermo did go really far with the whimsy. Yeah. I just want to like, I'm excited to see what the Neil Marshall will do by including a lot of horror aspects. Yeah. More. It makes me crazy. Like, I feel like, like looking at Pan's Labyrinth, you would think that he would make the most like, yeah, close. That was version. the most Hellboy movie. I think. He's right. Made. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like he yeah. made it more like, I mean, we'll talk about the movie. We're, there's like a long build we've up hit, to us having tease, a podcast. We've teased it forever, but we're not yeah. going to fully talk about it until yeah. we get but to But just that. like the fact that it's more like actiony than, than this, like yeah. how you're saying, like whimsical. Like, yeah. I wonder if that was like a studio note. Like you have to make this I feel like it must have been. Because otherwise like, like honestly, like I could watch a little Spanish girl wander into a tree and talk to a giant toad. Yeah. For two and a half hours. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like he's so good at it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. We'll cover so that on the movie episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have every guest back to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> so he's telling him like, uh, so the society, the fucking Osiris Club. Is just giving him more of the rundown. Like we have it on good authority. The dragons come back. People are dead. You got to go take care of him. Here's the weapon from the monk. And they're just like, I hope you had better luck than the guy who, you know, the guy who were, the guy whose blade this was before. <laughs> I love that it was a sword in the tail and then it's a like it's spear. A spear. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And Hellboy's like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. We're all yeah, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, just his like willingness as always to be like, he's like, yeah, this is a job. And, you know, my essentially my dad wouldn't steer me wrong with yeah. these guys. Like if he's vouching for them, like Trevor Broom, like raising him and shit and telling him these guys are OK. And what they're hinting at right here. I mean, I don't know. I just I guess this is just the reread picking up is it sounds like this Earl of the of Warwick didn't kill his dragon. I guess yeah, or, it sounds like he just like. Because she yeah, says, yeah, pray, yeah. it does you more good than it did the Earl. Yeah, so that's implying that, like, oh, he did not did not work out <laughs> yeah. for old Earl. Here's a spear we found from this dead guy. <laughs> Hope it works for you. Unless I'm misreading that. Yeah. No, I had that thought last night when I was rereading. I was like, 
oh yeah, this is these are two different, completely different people. This Earl yeah. just must have bitten it, and here's like his spam, his ancestral weapon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I love this like little, like there's so much implied shit here too. Like you see this woman, um, speak finally, like at the yeah. at the end of this kind of explanation, and she's sitting in this like you know she's the only one seated, and then he's got her like framed in this next panel, with like. Looking like Egyptian, yeah, like both like hieroglyphs and with the like sarcophagus. And the what is that behind it? That that bug? It's like a scarab. Scarab, yeah. yeah. This is the second time we've seen a scarab. I don't think we've seen a scarab since that first short. No, it's been a while. Wow. But I guess that makes sense Very too. If he's like saying in that little like blurb in the beginning, like, "Oh, I thought about this back in '94 and like wanted to wanted to do it." Like maybe that he was just like deep into Egyptian stuff at that time, like. I don't know. Totally. Um, it's very cool. I like, well, that's what I love about him is he's including these old folklores. Then he brings in these other symbols. That it just did, makes it more expect. ancient. Like it's like, I mean, England has a long history and this shit is old, but it's like the world has older yeah. history. So it's like cool to bring in like Sumerian and Egyptian. It's Osiris. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm such yeah. a fucking idiot. Oh, they're called right. the Osiris, yeah, club. The Osiris club. And that is Osiris. He's an Egyptian <laughs> God. <laughs> Good God. If we never got to there and we had finished this episode, (laughs) those emails would have just poured in. They would would have had a dump truck. 11 people are at home being like, you stupid idiots. dummies. It's Osiris. God, you fucking... This is one of my favorite, like, call to actions. Like, one of my favorite tasks giving when she's like, now get thee to St. Leonard's Wood and there do the thing. Like, I love... Everything about their freezing is like, hits everything I want to hear about like (laughs) starting the adventure. Yeah, it's totally the thing. I love it. I picture them before we cut to the forest, which is a great transition. And just thing just flows beautifully. Yeah. It was like, I just picture if we stayed with them, even though I I just, them just pulling out cash. It just feels like (laughs) an old (laughs) betting club. Very transactional. All right. Who has, who's, who's putting down on Hellboy and who's going on the dragon? (laughs) (laughs) It's just old men betting on something. Yeah. But instead, we cut to a beautiful shot of Hellboy in the forest. Yeah, lovely, like, trickling stream and, like, a bird singing and everything. Great yeah. setup for, like, the tension. Yeah, 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 like a quiet kind of, like, peaceful, calm. I love this to himself. I've seen a haunted chair and a talking mongoose, <laughs> but I have bet good money there was no dragons. I I had had a bet. I booked that very poorly. You're he good. says, I wonder if those guys were pulling my leg. Chirp, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not when he comes across this, like the statue of the, uh, the Saint Leonard. Yeah, yeah, Saint Leonard the monk with the with lilies, lilies everywhere, holding up his sword. The and and like I love this, like almost like a montage. You kind of like ingest it really fast, looking at this bird in the with the music and the speech bubble, and then suddenly like just an empty speech bubble, as though it's like you get that sense of the, it yeah. abruptly stopping. Yeah. And being like, what's the, that, that kind of thing that's like in a movie would be like, what's that noise? What noise? Like that kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't hear anything. And then we see like little, like among the lilies, son of and a. And bird is out. <laughs> yeah, and, bird yeah. leaves immediately. Like, <laughs> also, but this is one of my favorite things that they do in Hellboy where like the sacred weapon is instantly broken. <laughs> like, yes. The yeah, thing dude. that's supposed to save him does not work. Yeah. And he's talking really <laughs> tough here. He literally, his first thing after going, oh, son of a, is like. Come and get it, tough guy. And immediately gets his spear broken. He just gets his ass handed to him right away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the thing that, yeah, they're so like almost like ritualistically handed to him. Be yeah. like, like 
just bestowed upon him and then it's like immediately splintered. Here's the sword from the stone. And like he <laughs> yeah, drops right. it into a ravine. Oh, damn. Oops. Immediately <laughs> crumbles into dust. Yeah. Drop. I do like the idea what you just said of King Arthur pulling the sword from the stone, immediately dropping it in like a creek. Oh, <laughs> yeah. damn it. <laughs> Fuck. It's gone. Like, or like a be, well. Yeah. Oh, no. That, 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 that was what would happen in the Hellboy universe. Yeah, like, man. He'd get the thing and then he'd instantly lose it. So much gravity in this. So and then like I love the like speed of this next panel like where yeah. the dragon's like whipping around him and like the like just the direction of the grass and everything you get the mm. sense that he's like moving like the wind basically like very serpentine dragon you know? yeah it's very not like the traditional design I feel like we because when I hear dragon I immediately think like traditionally looking dragons like from Dragonheart or you know yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Sean like Connery. traditional like fantasy uh, yeah. yeah English like dragons. the four legs the Two big ass wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is uh well I think they I think later on they call it like a worm or whatever, like yeah. W Y R M or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Which like, yeah, I guess I kind think, of in fantasy I feel like usually implies like a snaky or like yeah, I think I'm one. a bigger fan of like this type of dragon for it's pretty oh. cool. It's like I'm thinking just like artistic wise, like what Kate was saying about like all these leading lines and like the grass. Like it just seems like it does seem like the the most heightened version of like the deadly snake, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you were like, I mean, being like a manga dude, like, or this like panel feels very much like that. If yeah, of, like the at least the closest of Mignola doing it. Yeah, totally. And then like, oh, and he kind of also looks like if you made a crocodile out of like play doh and then rolled <laughs> yeah. him out. Yeah, he's yeah. like a well, little longer. Yeah. But he's fucking cool. He's whipping around like very like constrictor boa constrictor kind of. Um, he mean he catches Hellboy immediately at the bottom of that right panel, away. wraps him <laughs> hey, right away, <laughs> as though you're like yelling at a dog that's licking you or something. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> and then yeah, in this really cool panel, like wraps him up boa constrictor style against this uh, against the statue. Lily's flying everywhere, um, and then just starts like constricting him and like crushing him. And then we get this cool flashback panel to the Osiris Club. What do you see? She's like looking to her crystal ball. Hellboy crushed to death. And then he, Hellboy hears a crack and just assumes it, my spine. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he doesn't know whether or not that's his spine. Yeah, he's like, my spine. I know this hurts and I hear a crack. That's probably bones. Mm. And then, yeah, immediately like once it, the statue crumbles, hey, that's not my spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets back into cool mode. Yeah. yeah, he gets like, wait a minute. And then, uh, yeah, the thing falls sword down onto the head of the <laughs> dragon um, right through the top. So good. Like this. Oh, cool, I like, love it. All circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Just completely lucking out, like falling ass backwards into defeating a dragon. <laughs> uh, Osiris Club still gathered around. Um, crushed to death? No, he lives. Um, Thorm's dead. He killed it? No. <laughs> well, like killed by him no, no. god that's that was a close so one as this thing's like dead at his feet right and his still arm wrapped is around fucked him. up <laughs> yeah his like whole jacket he probably goes through so many dusters yeah, yeah he's, totally. like, he's got a whole closet full of them right. yeah yeah he's fucking dug funny with like yeah. just the same jacket <laughs> over and over uh yeah so they're like it's kind of cutting back and forth the osiris club to him like um, the experiment was a failure. So then we get the sense like, oh, they were looking for something mm -hmm. deeper by giving this task. Like this might not have been something that just popped up coincidentally. This is like something they were like, oh, we're going to test Hellboy and yeah. see something. 
Um, but they, they feel like the experiment, they say the experiment is a failure. We have learned nothing. And the old woman like kind of confirms that like nothing with this like teeny little <laughs> text in this, in this big panel. Like I love how he does that too. Like giving so much attention to the um, weight of words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it really makes it without like making every single word, like this big red, like letter kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I do like that. There's not bolding every other. Yeah. Word. Like not that he, and he will do that yeah. at some point, but like, I feel like he, defaults to that kind of thing more where it's the same like it's the same like he's still like conservative with his with his words as much as mm. he is with like visual yeah. shit um which is just so cool and then yeah so they're saying like we'll continue to watch him and time is true nature will be revealed to us uh be that for good or for ill but we the reader are seeing his blood dropping and then this kind of lily like to me, because it has those little lines around it. Yeah, he just popped up, yeah. So, like, the nature of the man, the nature of the place, I feel like it's like, oh, he's... I mean, we already know that Hellboy's good. He's, yeah. like, more human than demon kind of a thing. But it's just such a cool, like, little visual Yeah, way to it was show one it. of my favorite, uh, like, one of my favorite type of, like, storytelling where, like, the beginning is the ending. Where, like, they have the same yeah. sort of visual at the start. At the start of the adventure as I do at the end. Yeah, because they start with like two lilies. For real. It feels like a fucking one. like concept album from the 70s or something. <laughs> yeah. Like how they would have like Story of Hellboy. overture of everything. Hellboy. And then like, yeah, and then yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Some prog band. Like yeah. if this shit was around in the 70s, we would oh, have yeah. a fucking like, we would have like. So many, uh, so many Hellboy. synthesizer solos just <laughs> Hell yeah. hitting those keys. It'd be like Kroll, but with Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. dude. All that shit. <laughs> Yeah. If Yes did a Hellboy album, I would buy it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be there. We're there for it. How many pages was this? One, two, three, four, five. Six, I mean, shit. Led seven, Zeppelin had a whole album eight. that was just like Lord of the Rings specifics. Yeah. yeah. yeah eight pages eight. they got in so much information. For real. Yeah, right? And such a delightful story that just tells you, again, about where Hellboy, our main character's heart, really lies as, yeah. a, as a man. It's brilliant. And not only that, but like fleshes out as far as like, we know that other groups are paying attention to Hellboy. Like it's not just the BPRD who like knows who he is mm -hmm. and not like, and you know, demons know about him and shit, but it's like the world at large, like maybe like some little towns with like, who have frequent like vampire problems and shit will yeah. know about Hellboy. But like, there's also like, oh yeah, other secret societies are paying attention to him. Other like probably like doomsday kind of societies, like mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. looking for the end of the world, I would assume. Um, it feels very similar to like the Osiris Club, like stepping away from Hellboy and looking at them, even though he's fully included in this, is like the aliens that are randomly in seat of destruction, which we've yet to have them come back as so far, that are observing right. all the dragons and the cosmos. It's like that where you're like, oh, there's so much going on around Hellboy. You yeah. know, we're Hellboy centric. Yeah. He's part of the, such a bigger tapestry of things. Yeah. It's amazing. It's funny. You just cool. get these little little like breadcrumbs from Mignola about it. <laughs> I'm so, I, I'm glad you brought up that Osiris thing too. Cause now I'm thinking about it. Cause he's like the judge of the dead. Yes. Ooh. I can't remember. I really, I, I just said yes. I can't even like say I, I can't I'm saying remember. like, I know like it. I did just Google it. Oh, just okay. yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. I was like, I didn't Otherwise remember. I would have probably, I mean, you know, I, I'm not putting that shit together. I, I Googled the Osiris club. Cause I was like, is this based on something? But mm. it's just some band or something. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Some the Osiris band. club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. Osiris We're playing, we only play the, shows in basements. We're the Osiris <laughs> club. We record records in our bathroom. <laughs> 
Osiris is the Egyptian lord of the underworld and judge of the dead, brother mm. husband to Isis and one of the most important gods in ancient Egypt. Um, yeah, so he's like, that that makes sense. If he's like this god of the dead, then I don't know. And they're looking at Hellboy. The, and yeah. Hellboy's like known to bring about the apocalypse kind of shit. Like that all makes sense. Totally. It's all connected to that, back to that thread. Now it's a short story, but do we have any favorite panels or dialogue that we want to point out that we love from this? I want to say like my, the line that I always enjoy the most is that line from the, from the the lady who's like, now get thee to St. Leonard's wood and there do the thing. Like I just, it's such a simple line, but it's also, it, it's stoked. It's uh, soaked in so much, um, like wait in history, like you, you understand instantly, like what her like period of time, like where she lived, like what kind of books that she read, like what kind of media she grew up on, like that whole, yeah. that whole like phrasing and the way that she uses syntax is like, it seems like someone from like the 1500s, like yeah. sending out like their kids to do the, the war or whatever. Yeah, totally. And my favorite panel is probably tied between when he first sees the statue, that first big square panel. Yeah, um, and the, with surrounded by the lilies, and when the dragon, uh, like, sort of does that serpentine like corkscrew around him, and like you have like yeah. the tree in the foreground, and like the dragon, and like there's like the dragon's going so fast that like he whips the grass, mm-hmm. he's circling um, Hellboy. Like it's just all so much storytelling done yeah. with such like with just one one to four frames in the on the page. It's like yeah, dude. it's almost. It's almost like exhausting how much work goes into this. Right. Yeah. Like it really do. It makes you wonder like, what's your drafting process? Like, like what do you <laughs> yeah, like? What didn't make it. Do you? Yeah. Like, do you, what do you go through with this? But it must be, I mean, by like, by this point in his like career, he must be just so fucking good at it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I want to see like his mistakes. I want to see his fucking mm-hmm. trash can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Around in it and be like, what did this look like before? Is this your first try? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, I mean, he, I love that he shares his sketches in the big omnibuses. Those are always my trades. favorite parts of reading comic books mm-hmm. or reading trade paperbacks when they have like the sketch sec- the sketch section. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so oh, that cool. Takes me back to being a kid and trying to draw. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Copying them. Like, yeah. Being like, what he did it like this. I need to do this? it like that too. <laughs> yeah. Do like the little like. The circle and like the thing for the eyes and the crosses or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. like the classic like how to draw comic <laughs> characters. Yeah. yeah, everybody starts that way, and you're like, oh so yeah. Good. Any favorites for you, Kate? Um, yeah, I think I like. I mean, that is a cool that whole page where he first sees the statue is really cool. Just like the series of quick little panels there. Um, I like a lot. Favorite. I mean, I also do like. I like this close up of the dragon getting is getting stabbed, which sounds gross, but I just like the cool like close up of the eye. Um, That's great. Yeah. Dunk. And I guess this kind of <laughs> goes with the Egyptian feeling of the like him being like this long crocodile. I'm thinking about now. Oh yeah. Like, oh the Nile. Not that it's necessary. <laughs> like I don't know. You know. I mean, it probably all his choices are probably super intentional and well thought out and shit. But like that's. I'm just like seeing that now and it's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably the head stabby. And then my favorite lines. Well, my I guess like my favorite lines are them just talking about like the callback 
of the blood falling on the ground for St. Leonard mm-hmm. and for Hellboy, I think is really cool. Like, it's not the same exact panel, but like, if you look at the hand dripping down, it's kind of that like reverse silhouette mm-hmm. sort of a mm-hmm. thing. And then Hellboy's hand repeats that in the last page of just the hand dripping down. Um, I think that's a great little, like to have only eight pages and have a callback to something like that. That's really clear. Like is cool. Yeah. It just speaks, speaks to the like depth of the story that you get. I'm with you. Um, I really like both of what you guys have pointed out. Um, there's, it's hard to choose because (laughs) I do think in a shorter stories, everything stands out because it's just so tight and so, um, well, put together that it's hard to choose when you're really going through. I don't know. I really want to just call out this at the top of the last page, um, leading into the, his, uh, the dripping, um, just that, that image where he is so he's used the trees as well as just all those lines Mm. off of the trees that gives you just this feeling, but it really centrals your eye directly on Hellboy's face as we're talking about him as the Osiris club is speaking to him. I just think that's a beautiful, just a panel on its own. I think that's just gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I wish I could pull that out and have a print somewhere just to look at. It is cool. <laughs> he, like, makes a texture and, like, a feeling of this whole dense forest with such few, like, so few lines. And I feel like so much of it, so much of Hellboy is just a figure engulfed in black, mm. which he does super well. Like, he does well in this very story. But, like, it is cool to see that he can do, oh, I can do, like, a quiet forest in the day (laughs) yeah, and also do that well and not lose what we love about it and the feeling and the tone of Hellboy within that including daylight yeah I mean because yeah followed by that like you said there's immediately a panel that's just a man in darkness speaking you will continue to watch we will continue to watch you (laughs) yeah I think in my dialogue wise I just like the excuse me I think it's very funny it's just Going from bold a dragon to excuse me, yeah, it's just classic Hellboy. There are some good jokes in here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like to lose none of the levity that I love is just absolutely. He just nails it all. Hey, that's not my spine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not my spine. Like that's Whoa. the thing is he has like he's like quippy and one linery, but in a way that's very like unassuming and kind of like not overly clever. He's yeah. not like, it's not like him just being super cocky all the time. I mean, sometimes he's like, Oh, you want to get tough? Like yeah. he'll do that. But most of the time it's like my spine. Yeah. He's very <laughs> yeah. Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely he's more like, a what little have I got smarter than Homer? <laughs> yeah. He's one degree smarter yeah. than Homer. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, and uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. Um, if you could please, Email us your thoughts um, about the nature of the beast. You can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and as we promote you guys emailing us, we're going to jump right into a little uh, segment we like to call Oh Boy Email. Because <laughs> uh, uh, we have an email from our regular emailer and listener, Alex. Um, he says to us, MDC, Kate, first of all, this comes from all the way back in October, so it's happy belated Halloween. Hell yeah. What'd y'all do? <laughs> uh, I didn't do- What the fuck did I do? I didn't do anything. Spooky. I helped out at- Oh, I remember. Uh, my girlfriend put on a great immersive show at UCB. Oh, cool. Super fun. I helped out there, and I 
at the same time also general managed that night. And then I hosted Heat Calls. He says, I know there was a UCB Halloween cage match. How was that? Well, it was really a fun show. We had a weird teams of <laughs> the three teams that faced off each other improvising, but in character. Well, two of them dressed up. One of them did not. But it was ghosts versus goblins versus grandpas. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> ended up being a fun Halloween show. That sounds great. So thanks for asking. What'd you do, Kate? I went to my friend Robin. My friends Robin Katie had a baby this year. So we would just like chill at their house and like handed out candy. They live in this like cute little neighborhood that like it's like the kind of neighborhood where if I was a kid and lived in a different neighborhood, I would try to get to this one because it's like it's like, oh, they have the big candy bars in this neighborhood. It seems like the premise for a very fun Halloween movie. <laughs> we got to get to the good neighborhood. Dude, that's. Oh my God! Can the we write that? Yeah, we write that yeah, down hurry right up, now. Hurry up. <laughs> I mean, just let me help if you're doing it. Um, one hundred percent. I'll do sound for that. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, like it's that kind of like cute neighborhood. So there was just like a bunch of cute little kids, and they made like fucking hot toddies and stuff. So it's very adult, but still very fun Halloween. Did you dress up that night? We, I didn't think I was going to, but then when Jessica, uh, Jessica had the car, so she picked me up from work dressed like Rocky Balboa and was like, <laughs> here's your Ivan Drago costume. But we don't have like, there's no like flat top wig, yeah. you know, like there's no like high and tight blonde wig in, in our house. At least it might exist. That's very, so fun. she gave me this like very blonde, like Beatles looking haircut. <laughs> wig. That's like, Oh, he like relaxed his hair or something. He like didn't moose that day or something like that. That's but it, it ended up being very funny looking. Very and funny. Good. What about yeah. you, Cody? Uh, you know what? I don't think I really, I went, I went to work and I think there was like a Halloween party at work. Nice. And then uh, I went home and watched, oh, I went home and watched, uh, uh, was it Slumber Party Massacre 2? What? And then I watched, uh, I think Slumber Party Massacre 1. I went, I went from two <laughs> to one. Uh, but it was How okay. did that treat you? Did that work uh, out well? You know what? The first one was actually like, fun schlocky movie the second one was schlocky too but like the second one just like so the, the second one there's this like sort of running theme where like the main uh heroine was also from the first movie so like she's dealing with ptsd because she has like a lot of nightmares and stuff and at the end the killer from the nightmare crosses over to the real world and starts oh, killing people. Oh. so like it's some heightened stuff going on right but the first one was just like just more fun your classic like yeah, classic slasher classic like oh parents are going away let's party at the house a guy gets out from the mental asylum and he has a giant drill and he's just killing dudes with drills yeah. what, he does. Yeah. Sleeper, what is it slumber party, slumber massacre. party massacre slumber party massacre. one and two both on amazon prime great great place to find schlocky horror movies definitely they have For a real. good they have a good yeah. library of that they have black christmas right now and that movie is like solid actually oh yeah i've never like, seen it i'd never seen it before but everybody uh my friend do you know luke field uh, I know I don't know him, but I know like you guys I, would yeah. like talk about horror movies. Oh, if let's you, let's do yeah. the connect. Let's if connect. you ever meet him, like be like he you'll you'll be able to tell by this man's t-shirts that he likes this <laughs> shit. Like you'll be able to see right away. Oh my god, are we best friends now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, you made your best friends. Um, and then Alice continues. He says, second of all, crappers. So oh, not fetch. They're trying to call us. Crappers. Well, he doesn't. He's he. You gotta let me finish. He okay. says, so not fetch. Drew, stop trying to make crappers happen. Is LOL. That your, are you calling your fans crappers? They're I mean, calling, that's what they're calling us. Crappers. Oh. Drew emails in and says, hey, crappers. It's, I don't know if it's going to continue. Now we got a but, Drew Alex feud. Yeah. <laughs> find it out, Alex and Drew. Uh, and then he says, thirdly, 
Even though I wasn't a fan of the John Wick movies, if they insist on referring to him as Baba Yaga, then I'm going to insist on calling the Baba Yaga right. John Wick. Well, we'll see how Keanu that. likes name appropriation. Imagine Mignola's Baba Yaga in a fancy little suit and a badass car, though. Sounds like an art project for Kate. <laughs> oh. You, you don't like John Wick? <laughs> I know. I want to. I, I, I want to go off on that, but I'm like, this isn't a movie about guess because I like John Wick. That's fine. Yeah. I can see. You know. I, I do think the their world building is, especially in the second ones, it gets a little too loose for me. Yeah. But overall, love it. <laughs> he has a coin. He's got a coin. Yeah. Come on like, <laughs> I will still like it. Yeah. I especially like the first one. It just. I feel like if you don't expect too much of it, it's like. Have you ever seen Shoot 'Em Up? Yeah, yes. yes. It's like that where it's like. Oh, I, see, I'm not a fan of shoot 'em up. Is that weird? Uh, I, I don't. To me, they're in the same category in my mind, just because. I think like, shoot 'em up's more Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. Does he kill someone literally with the carrot in that movie? Yeah, I think he does. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The villain yeah. has a, a, a. Yeah, yeah. It's like straight up Elmer Fudd, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's like Looney fucking tits. Yeah. yeah. Whereas John Wick, to me, it's a in a heightened world and a heightened reality. But I think I guess I just love that he used his gun more like a. A very skilled, like it felt more a part of him than just like Lucy Goosey. Like he's very yeah. precise. Yeah. Like sometimes he'd take a shot to slow a guy down versus just to take him down. Yeah. Because he's so like, uh, I love the choreography what in that silliness. movie. I just and like I'm not Keanu a big gun Reeves, guy. I yeah, it's like I'm not a big gun guy either. But I can watch like John Wick movies. Yeah. I think because he, they seem like superhero movies. Like it seemed like if Hawkeye just used a gun, he would yeah. be John Wick. John yeah. Wick. Oh, that's a great <laughs> yeah. way. That is. He's, he's, yeah. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> I love that. Um, And then Alex says, fourth, I don't know about the people of L.A., but here in New York, the love of Deadpool. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he spelled it. Oh, okay. I was like, are you taking a crack at that? Taking a big big choice. The the way I read that will come up in a a little bit later in the email. So New York, the love of Deadpool transcends (laughs) gender, sexuality, and race. Even the Mary Sue likes him and they don't like anyone, LOL. I don't. I can't remember what that reference is. If we talked about Deadpool, but it's a good thought to have about Deadpool. Um, sorry if I forgotten what we mentioned on an early episode, Alex. But good thoughts on Deadpool. And finally, I'm sure you have gotten enough of these, but I'm going to do it anyways. You said you would read every word, meaning I said I would read every word in an email. He gives a list of crazy ass words, and I will attempt it now. Oh my! After god. I attempt it, I'm going to make Kate attempt it. Oh my yeah. god. Work Worcestershire, Sesquip Edilion, Enomone, Isimus, Isithmus, O Tori Nolari Nolarginologist, Ignominionis, Anti Disestablishmentarianism, Athenium, Athenium. That was terrible. You summoned a demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! You tricked the portal. <laughs> now Kate will attempt the yeah, same because she's really good at like. I don't know. I, don't, no. I think you got to give it a try. Probably Worcestershire, if I had to guess. Um, uh, Susquehanna. I, I don't know that one. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this is, you know why? Because I'm from Pennsylvania and we have like Susquehanna River and shit like that. Like we have like, I don't know. We have some like tough ones. Um, Sesquidapelian. Sesquidapelian? I don't know, man. Anemone. I just Isthmus. went for it, Kate. I didn't judge it. I'm sorry. No, I don't no know. apology. I'm just saying. 
Orteranologist. Odor Hin. Olarianologist. I mean, that one's a fucking mouthful. Like, yeah, just call me doctor is. if I'm one of those. Yeah, just call me doc. Um, ignonymous. Uh, th- this one is like a fucking super califragilistic expiate. Like, look at this word. Anti disestablishmentarianism. I mean, that one's yeah. fine. Yeah. Anti establishment. I only know that Somebody- word because. It's like you really nailed words. that. Because in because in like middle school, like what's the longest word in the dictionary, and that was always the one that came up. Oh, really? Yeah. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Yeah, that's the only reason. Wait, I dude! It. Wow. There's definitely like it's like the Disney Channel or some shit. I feel like some cartoon used to reference that shit, and now oh, the longest word. Yeah. Mm. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. I've heard it somewhere. Um, You're not going to start a movement with that fucking <laughs> anima, <laughs> and then flat. Here, you want to try this one? Let me try the last one. What is it? I love oh my getting Cody in on this. Uh, Zig, oh. please. Please try. Flotian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. Oh. Oh. Flock and insensi hilly pillification. God bless you. I got to look that word up. I want to know what it means so badly. Look it up. Well, we did what you asked, That was asked, a cruel Alice. trick, yeah. Alex. Yeah, thank that was you. Cruel- <laughs> Uh, but we did it. it Thank you. Funny, we really appreciate your email, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about the reference to Deadpool. I do not remember what we talked about. But thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your emails. All the other listeners, please, again, you can email us at ah, crap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Now, before we close out, do we have any suggestions to our listeners that are inspired by what we read today, the, na- the nature of the beast, um, for them to watch, read, see? Uh, out there anything it can be movies it could be anything uh, i definitely recommend pan's labyrinth great yeah if you haven't seen that um I, that's it that i don't want to overburden them pan's labyrinth watch yeah, that man. one great yeah. i fucking think about that one the i mean i hope i'm not giving too much away the bottle part of that movie like haunts me oh yeah like where he's yeah 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 uh everybody who's yeah, seen yeah, it yeah, knows yeah. the gesture that yeah. i just made i feel like um, a lot of hellboy people will know the movie already yeah, dude. So. Thanks to Zig, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the Warped Ones. Oh, and yes. Warped Ones, good suggestion. Lead Lone Wolf and Cub, and what else? You told me something else too. Throne of Blood. Throne, Throne of Blood. Blood. I've already given it to her to watch. Yeah, Throne Fear of Blood. Agent. I, yeah. Fear Agent. Fear Agent. Please yeah. read Fear yeah, Agent. Yeah, Fear Agent. Great. And yeah. I looked, and those are both on. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub and Fear Agent are both on Hoopla. My favorite thing ever. God, Let me work Hoopla. for you, Hoopla, dude. It's so great. I love it so much. From uh. I, I can't think of any like of my own recommendations. I feel bad. <laughs> That's okay. Hold on. You go one. first and then I'll go. I definitely haven't had one some weeks, um, but I think I feel like I'm going to reference this one again. Cause it's a little bit of a hint of the future of Hellboy, but for this one, this storyline really conjures up the idea of this um, and dragons and this myth, the mythology that dragons come from. I'm going to suggest the Disney's sword in the stone. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's a really fun watch. I do need to revisit it because I can't, I don't remember a lot of it. I can't line up the events and where they take place in the movie because I saw, I haven't watched it as an adult. Yeah. But I think visually it's very cool. It has a lot of sequences I think are great and hold up. So watch that. I think it's a fun, fun, the wizard battle, the wizard witch battle is fucking awesome. It is cool. 
Um, that and I think I'm gonna actually just drop go watch Dragonheart with Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid. I actually think it was a decent movie. I think they made shitty sequels. I remember crap. loving Dragonheart. I remember being good. When we used to go I to the library li- all the time with my mom, she would that was like one of the VHSs we got repeatedly. And come on, any movie that you have a, a quotable line like I am the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's a hit. It's a hit. There's yeah. good quality yeah. in there. Sean Connery? Seanery? Shonery, yeah. that's, that's what, what he prefers to go by. That's what he calls his fans, Shonery. I'm a Shonery. I do have a recommendation now. Go. Okay. Um, so I have this fucking sweet book called A Diversity of Dragons. And it's Ooh. like, if you like Anne McCaffrey, like when I was a little kid, I would look in the fantasy section and all of the sickest like looking like illustrated ones were always by Anne McCaffrey. But I was like a little kid and didn't fucking feel like reading it. Yeah. <laughs> so like this book is just like filled with beautiful painting it, illustrated by John Howe. And it is fucking awesome. It has like so many different cool like kinds of dragons in the book. And just it's a huge book, too. It's like two like two feet by a foot. <laughs> it's like an enormous. It's like enormous. Yeah. And uh, so it has like all these great detailed illustrations. Check that out. Oh, I'll, I'll check that out. I have okay. one more recommendation. Yeah, go yeah. for it. There's this there's this uh, anime on Hulu called Gate. Check it out. It's uh, the basic premise is what if like a Lord of the Rings type fantasy world invaded modern day Japan? Ooh. And it, so it's like this like medieval army, like fantasy army with like dragons and stuff invades like Japan. And then like, of course, they beat them immediately. So then like Japan sends like an occupying force into like this fantasy world. And it's just like them, like like what it would be like if like a modern army went into like That's a fantasy so world. That's so cool, dude. And it's super cool, yeah. Have you ever seen Reign of Fire? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was going to drop that. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. But it has, I remember thinking like, this is dumb, but the yeah. dragons do look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah they're designed well. The story is, ins- it tries to be so heavy and yeah. like, m- mean something. Yeah. yeah. Like humans, we're fighting, and you're like, this is so lame. It does have a beautiful moment. Spoiler right now for anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> the moment where uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character gets up there and he's about to take on the <laughs> dragon himself with his, his big old axe, yeah. and he jumps only to get just immediately eaten, is <laughs> worth watching. That's more. Yeah. They build it it's up like so well. It's like a deep well. blue sea moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude, it's exactly like yeah. a deep sea. Gate looks pretty solid. I'm, it's I've, I've only four episodes in, but it is pretty fun. This That's great. great. Yeah. This is a great suggestion. I love it. It's like a bazooka pointed at a dragon, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Sick, Ever- dude. This yeah. is like my fucking high school notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I want to also say to our listeners, um, you can follow us on Instagram at Ah Crap A Hellboy Podcast, Twitter at Ah Crap Hellboy. Please go on to Apple and subscribe, rate, and review. And what I'm going to ask from you is if you can put in a five-star review and all you have to do is comment, boom, or start your review with the word boom which is known for um, Hellboy to classically say when he hits something boom just put a boom in your review we'll give you a shout out so uh, can't wait to see those reviews with the boom involved at the top (laughs) Um, with five stars anything lower sorry I'm not giving you a shout out (laughs) but you could go for it put boom in there Um, we can't wait to hear from you and thank you Cody for coming on and being a great guest today Anytime. This was so much fun. Yeah, dude. Thanks for the recommendations. And I have like the best fun homework now. (laughs) We'll see you next week. And I love you.
I'm Max Lasser, the host of The Calories, a three-episode podcast miniseries about making weight loss easier. After I lost 100 pounds by calorie counting in 2015, I started to realize why the way I was doing it before, just eating healthy and exercising, wasn't working for me. The podcast features experts from Mount Sinai Hospital, Mayo Clinic, and more, and you can check it out from Campfire Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. Campfire.